0: Issue 5, Live and Proof Magazine, available now on our Patreon and online shop, featuring Vifer, Martin Wong, OJFYC, Peter Sutherland, Dylan Krauss, Atticus Torre, Stanislava Kovalsikova, and Chris Lloyd, with forwards by Leo Fitzpatrick and Avi Gold. Issue 5 will be sent to Patreon members on the Live and Proof Magazine tier. Immense thank you, and enjoy the episode. Duel in the house. Thank Yo, what's you so going much? on? Oh yeah, thank you, man. Yo,
1: thank you for me, coming you, out, know? man. I just yeah. wanna like shout out a couple people, you know, before you know Chris for um, you know, for making it happen, putting it together with that, you know. And then um No Love City for hooking me up some gear. Um my boy uh my boy freaking heck. Graph Stars, you know, my, my podcast with him. And then, um, my boy, uh, Oh, Jump that's, your, Stars. that's your podcast? Yeah, it's it's me
0: and, and my boy Heck. It's like HD, it says, uh, HD in the bio. Network.
1: Yeah, yeah, HD Network. And then it's, uh, you know, Graph Stars, you know, uh, Heck and Duel. Okay. And then, um, my boy, um, my boy freaking, um, Doe from, uh, Jump Stars, you know what I'm saying? Um, and, um, for putting me on with some other people, you know, um, brag life, you know, some gear company that I want to, I'm to be working with, uh, you know, freaking who else, man, before I forget, <laughs> I should have wrote this shit down, sorry, <laughs> man, um, damn, I hate that, my memory sucks, it's so bad, you know what, I'll get back to that in a little bit, I'll, sure. I'll, I'll start, I'll think about it, man, for you know, sure, or periodically, I'll just throw it out there, right, but yo, good. thanks for having me out here, for yeah, real. thank you for yeah, coming, man, for sure. we appreciate thanks for coming it so out,
0: much, gonna uh, just start it off with, uh, you were born in New York in the 70s? Yeah, I was born in the '70s. Yeah, into Brooklyn, right?
1: Originally, yeah, I lived in Brooklyn for a couple years as a child, and then my parents, you know, found a, a, a nice spot in Queens, and and we all we, we moved out there,
0: and I was I was raised in Queens. So you 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 pretty much you rep Queens more. I know yeah, your bio yeah, yeah. is like, I mean, your profile picture is like the seven line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where you started writing. What uh, in Queens? In Queens.
1: Yeah, yeah. I started writing in um, in eighth grade, man. Basically, uh, yeah, right down the street from my house, actually. Um, in the in '84,
0: and how was it growing up in the '70s, '80s, '90s? Painting in New York during that era. Um,
1: I didn't write in the '70s, so I can't speak on that. I mean, I did see some graffiti starting to notice it in, in the early '80s, um, but uh, I didn't start writing until 1984. Um, I would probably say I was starting to be a little keen on what was going on around '82. Maybe maybe a little earlier, give or take. You know, I started noticing names. I was like, oh shit, I can actually read that. That's pretty cool. Um, and then I noticed, uh, you know, certain names were starting to become more familiar. Like you know, quick, you know, okay. ghost, S-O-T-D-K, rest in peace. Um, EA, rest in peace. You know, EB, you know, Joust. Um, th- you know, those those names were like you know, constantly in my face. You know, and then. Um, it was not until like '84 when, when I started writing. Um, basically, one of my buddies he was a he was a, a breakdancer and he got into to graffiti. And he was like, "Yo, I need a partner." And I was like, "Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't have any interest in doing that." And then he kind of peer pressured me into the shit. You know what I'm saying? He was like, "Yo, I need a partner. You know, should it be dope? Blah blah blah. You know, and kind of kind of you know put it on me like, yo." um, Pick a name, and me, you could be my partner. I was like, "All right, fuck it." You know, I'll I'll I'll, I'll start writing Ninja. <laughs> it was Ninja one, right? Yeah, yeah. It was like <laughs> that. That lasted like two days. He was like, "Yeah, somebody already has that." And then I basically took took on any name that he was writing, and tossed that, that he abandoned. You know, and I wrote whatever he wrote, and then finally I came out with the name Cirque, and um, I ran with that for two years. You know, so. Um, I didn't like the name so much because it was, um, you know, just just the letters, you know, were terrible. You know, Mm -hmm. it was an S and an E, which were very close, you know, in similarity. And they were both round style letters. And then R and a K were also very similar in letters. And those were stick letters. Um, So instead of having a balance between, you know, those letters, it was like two round ones and ended off with two similar letters at the end. And I was like, Nah. Um, the other reason why I didn't like that name was because I didn't have really any real mentor coming up in the game I just kind of went you know on some trial and error shit yeah. you know with my boy we're like oh yeah, look there's a spot right on this shit yeah. not looking realize we're going over someone because oh there's a white spot on the fucking mailbox it's a white tag we're just like oh shit this is a good visible spot copper tag over the dude um You know, biting people's shit or whatever, just writing on people's personal property instead of writing on municipal shit or just, you know, track sides or anything like that. We write on people's garages, Mm. garage doors and shit like that. And, you know, next thing you know, we'd have a bunch of teenage kids a lot older than us. Like, yo, we're going to fuck these kids up when (laughs) we see them, you know, and kids actually found out where I lived and rang my doorbells like, look, motherfucker, you wrote in my mom's garage. You know, you fucking biting my shit. You went over me in this mailbox on a pole, whatever. Yo, you better come with some shit to compensate. Like, oh fuck, yo, take these testing markers, you know. And then, <laughs> oh, they were writers too. Yeah, they would be writers or just older kids in general. You know, okay. they would. It would just suck, man. And then I'd have like half my damn town like <laughs> looking for me. So um, after that, I was like, you know what, I gotta start fresh. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna choose a different name that's a little bit more, you know, more. Um, Easy to write. That's something that you know, that you know doesn't have a, a shitty history from all mm-hmm. the shit that I was telling yeah. you about. And I basically, you know, you know, was writing the letters in alphabet, you know, over and over and over and over again, um, on paper, and selected the letters I liked, um, and also kind of based it off of like writers that I liked. Um, one of the names that I particularly liked was uh dole c a c you know what I'm saying from the in, you know he did had a lot of insides he had a nice hand style juicy ass mops he had the juicy throw ups. you know what I'm saying I was like ooh, you know what that name is pretty fresh he used to write d o and then the l e right underneath it like you know like on top yeah yeah you know, like in the box I was okay. like that's juicy you know what i'm i'm i am i am i want to fucking come up with something relatively close to that and uh, I also kind of based it off all the writers that I like too like EA Fuzz and uh, guys with nice throwies you know I wanted something that you know had a nice that I can use uh, to write in a nice hand style and I also wanted something that had a nice throw up too Um, piecing wasn't something I was thinking about at the time because I was more into bombing and I wasn't really concerned about piecing so much so that's what I was mainly focused on something that had you know a nice hand style too and a nice throw so, Would you.
0: Would you hit the trains ever?
1: I did. Um, I did, uh, you know, motion shit. You know what I'm saying? When I was riding Cirque, uh, you know, me and my buddies would go cut out. We would, we would bench um, all around the city. We would cut out and, and just roll up the 74th Broadway, transfer to some line. We would try to find where the brightest bench was. We would go to Ditmar's and Astoria. And we would see, like, the trains pull in. We would, like, you know, walk on up and down the catwalk or on the station looking at the tags and, um, and the throwies and the pieces and the window downs or whatever uh, on the trains outside. But we would transfer around on the trains and walk through the cars and just look at all the cars grilled up inside like, oh, shit, Roach, Bet, Disco, Mesk, you know, Chino, Trim, you know, I mean, whatever. We would see all these juicy-ass names. Go, oh, shit, you know. And um, So when you was started, out.
0: was there anything on the streets? Yeah, there was some street bombing. I mean, it wasn't, um,
1: it wasn't like grilled up like that, but uh, you know, there was significant shit on the streets. But you would have to go like to Main Street at the barest of minimums uh, to start seeing that. And then once you started getting further under the seven line and everything, you start seeing tags here and there, a couple of outlines and stuff like that. Mostly the stuff would be in the, uh, around under the li- under the lines, or it would probably be closer to Manhattan, the Soho area, that's where you'd start seeing shit really fucked up or really hood-like areas. You'd see yeah. a lot of shit, you know?
0: When did it become a thing where it was like you started off because your homie who was a breaker got you into it and almost like peer pressured into it, but then it became your actual thing that you actually had a passion for? When did that transition happen?
1: Oh, it was pretty much right away. Oh, really? You know, yeah, it was like, oh, shit, you know, this came out dope, you know, or, you know, just the, the, the thrill of getting over you know what I'm saying, and then the, you know, it, it's not fun to get chased ever, but like you know, when you get away, you're like, oh, shit. Yeah. Do you remember you know? your first
0: chase? Oh, hell yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. The first time, same kid I was with, he used to write CES, CES, not the, not not CES from you know, um, you know, the Bronx, but uh, you know, this he used to write CES, and this other kid, RE, um, not not per or not like that, uh, but um, this other kid, um, he, he was one of the other kids that got me into it. We, um, we, uh, went racking that day and then um we were bombing the school that was not too far from my house you know r- real freaking suburb type area you know um no graph hardly out in that area um i remember sneaking out of the house or coming up with some corny ass excuse to go to the library or something like that with my parents and we met up and then we were like all right cool actually there was another kid with us this kid taro um, he lives in japan now but uh, we all went out there to um, do some throw And and um, shit, yeah, I remember I remember. freaking, uh, he, I was like, yo, pass me a can, pass me a can, he gives me a can, I'm like, yo, there's no cap on this motherfucker, <laughs> so he's like, all right, yo, take this cap, he's like, yo, he was already cracking his throw-up, he's already filling it in, dusting it. And he did like you know it was a short wall. It was like maybe like maybe chest high, maybe five feet. He's you know he's he's cracking a little throw up and he's dusting it in like you know like how it's 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 looking really juicy how it's supposed to be. like CES. My other homeboy cracks the re and shit. He's doing the same thing. My boy Taro, he does his piece and it's like the size of like smaller than that. That fucking couch right there. It's like this big.
0: It's a piece. I'm like, holy <laughs> shit,
1: that's how a piece is supposed to look like that. I, I'm like, amazed. And I'm like, yo, well, pass me can. It's my turn. You know what I'm saying? He, he gives me a can, and I'm like, yo, I don't have a cap. He gives me a cap, and it's a fucking WD 40 cap. <laughs> you know? So I'm like, And it's fucking coming out like a fucking hydrant. It's fucking dripping all over the walls. It's sloppy. It's all over my fucking hands, dripping off my elbows, getting all over my clothes and my shoes. And I'm like, holy shit, is that how it's supposed to be? Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm fucking trying to do his thing. And I'm also, you know, this is all my first time doing a throw-up ever. So, like, I'm trying to do an SE, you know, on this wall. And it's, like, the size of a fucking – each letter is, like, the size of a, a beach ball. Like, no bigger than, like, two foot by two foot. And this shit's just dripping and oozing all over the wall. I'm like, this shit sucks. I'm like, my, my pain control sucks. I'm thinking yeah. that it's it's me, but it's really the cap. Well, probably a combination of two. And then, right as we're doing that, somebody's walking their dog. They're like, "Hey, you, you motherfucks writing on the wall?" And we fucking, we fucking book it out of that park and get away. And then we end up on the fucking highway. And I, I do a second throw up with a different cap. It comes out a little bit better, you know. But it's still a toy. It just, this time I'm not, I'm not, I'm not doing E. I'm doing a, just a plain S. <laughs> like every, like every other toy that does starts off, you, know, do, you know. I do an S. It's like the size of a fucking, you know, beach ball, it's like a two foot by two foot. And it's on the side of the highway, like coming out of the underpass on the backside, so you wouldn't even see it. Mm-hmm. Like, you'd have to know it was there yeah, turn and turn around, your head all the yeah. way around to see this thing. Yeah. Doing so, so, some stupid shit, man. That's what I was doing. I've, and uh, shortly after that, I was like, you know, experimenting. I was making my own fat caps. And the racking was all cool. I was like, "Oh shit, I'm getting over, and I'm coming home with free shit." And
0: yeah, because back then you had to make your own. You had to get your own fat apps. There's no buying it off. Yeah, demo, there's no whatever. buying
1: it. You had to go in there and be like popping it off a of spray and wash, right. kitchen magic. Shit. Yeah, Niagara spray and wash all that stuff. And literally, you 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 know, you're stuffing them in your pockets or shoving them in your mouth and shit. Like fucking walking out, you know, asking people like, "Oh yeah, you know, fucking." Um, um, you know do you, ha- you guys carry a certain item you know what I'm saying because I'm trying to get this for my mom and you're just yeah you're racking your own supplies everything from fucking markers to ink to mm-hmm. you know brushes to erasers to you know freaking roll on deodorant to make your own mops and all that stuff like none of these fancy ass things existed you had to make your own stuff or yeah. that was
0: it you know so yeah that's that's crazy what about um? so that was your first time getting chased what about the first time getting bagged Oh shit man. Um,
1: the first time I got bagged I was I was I got bagged racking. I think it was either Genevieve's like drugstore or fucking like King Cullen or fucking key food or something like racking racking something, I don't know what it was. Yeah, and they fucking held me in the back and my mom came down there and fucking beat the brakes off me on sight. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> she was like, Yo, are you fucking serious? She had to take the bus down there and shit and she was like, motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? You think you think this is a fucking game? Are you fucking serious? You got me out here fucking picking you up, embarrassing us and shit? Oh, she fucked me up right there on the spot, on the bus, all the way up, off the bus stop, back to the fucking house, fucking just breaking me off, letting like nonstop, you know what I'm saying? And then when I came home, it was like the tag team's just like she tagged him in. She was like, Yo, you know, if he hopped over the third rope and shit, you know what I'm saying? I fucking started beating the brakes off me too. And they were both going at it. Oh, oh man, it was fucking bad, man. That was the first time. When they found, when did they find out that you wrote? Oh shit, man! Um, The first time, I mean, well, my dad found out because he, you know, he kind of suspected, and he was going through the trash in my room. So I would have like, you know, like I said, I would practice my name over and over again, writing alphabet, doing throw ups, practicing my shit on paper. But after I was done, I would ball it up, throw it in the trash can. Wadded the shit up, throw it away like it was nothing. I didn't mm-hmm. scribble it out. it and ripping it. There was no shredders back then because nobody nobody cared about that kind of shit. I didn't take it outside the back and burn it or none of that. I just wadded it up, threw it in the trash can, and then you know whipped out a new sheet of paper and did the same shit over and over again repetitively. And plus, I would write on my other stuff like books and school books. You know, writing on you know the desk or something like that. Just be I, everywhere, yeah. And then you know, I would have these tags, you know. Really cold. You know, because, you know, when you're young and and you're kind of toy, you're like, oh, I'm going to write right down the street from my house. You don't think like, oh, shit, you know, don't do it. Don't shit where you sleep. You're like, fuck it. I'm going to write wherever the fuck I want. You know, wherever my bike takes me or wherever my fucking legs take me, I'm going to write. And I want to see my shit on the way to school and on the way back home from school Mm -hmm. and keep a tab on my shit. Like if someone... Side busts you know, <laughs> yeah, me or plays me, I yeah, can yeah, keep yeah. an eye on my stuff. That's that's the that's the fucking you know, new jack mentality. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, my dad probably saw that on the way to work and was like, you know, I've been seeing this shit a lot lately. <laughs> you know, I'm gonna check this kid's room when he's not around. So, he fucking snooped around my room and did a little forensics and shit and fucking went through my trash and fucking unraveled fucking this fucking piece of paper and seen Cirque or whatever it was. And he was like, all right, bet you know when he gets motherfucker gets home, I'm a fucking, I'm a fucking, I'm gonna interrogate the shit out of him. And then he, that he, right? yeah, yeah, he can't I would come home and be like, you know, he'd be like, sit down, you know, what I'm saying like, all right, what, what's up, you know? And he'd fucking, he'd be like asking me questions like, how's your day? Well, you know, what's you been been what you've been doing out there when you when you go out? You know, I'll be like, y'all, yo, you know, I'm playing softball, baseball, you know, I'm playing badminton or whatever the fuck it is, you know, I'm just making up shit. And my dad would be like, yo, so you uh, you uh, you uh. You went to art or something like that, and like, you know, nah, no, nah. What are you talking about? You know, you'd be like, you went to, like, you know, you, you write your name on shit or anything. Like, let me see your hands, and I'd be like, my hands are clean. i be like, what are you talking about? I'm don't know. i don't, I'm playing dumb, you know, basically. And then he'd just pull that wadded up piece of paper and just slap it on the table like, bomb. You know what I'm saying? And it'd be all right there in my face. You know, like, yo, man, you want to, you want, you want to explain what this is right here? I seen this shit down the street. I seen it up the block. I seen it all the bus outs, I seen the bottom of the
0: light poles. You're like, I'm up, what can I say? Yo, and I'm just
1: like fucking busted. Yo, he was he was fucking pissed, man. Like, yo, me and him really got into the shit, uh-huh. like me and my dad, man, you know. He he fucking hated that shit, yeah. you know. To him, it was like an abomination, like a you know something that went totally against the grain from our fucking yeah, culture and everything else. Man, he was like, "What the fuck?" Like
2: you know, and it, it was bad, man. So you know, I mean, it pissed him off. You thought and, um like growing up like with strict parents like that that taught you kind of to be more like strategic and sneaky in a way or no. Um. Yeah. I mean, you know, my parents were super strict, man. You know, Asian
1: yeah. parents. I think. I think minority parents in general, or even yeah, old but, school parents. Yeah, definitely. You know, scary. from that time frame, man. You know, they would put the, they would get hands on yeah. with your ass. Nowadays, if kids would be like, "Yo, you even think about <laughs> fucking doing some shit? I'm, hit the." This- Speed down the CPS. Yeah, you know the parents saying? are
2: scared of the kids now. Yeah, it's not. You know. Well,
1: these kids also, they, ain't, you know, they're a little bit like, I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't say they're disrespectful, but I mean, they're a little bit a little off the chain with some of this shit. A spoiled, maybe. Maybe, I don't know. I mean, I'm not sure. I mean, I, I think every household, it depends, it's different. But yeah, my parents were definitely crazy with it. I had definitely have my shit together um, and all my, my logistics and shit, you know, my bag ready, my stash spots, you know the time I was going to go out. Like, it's really, like, going out of my house was a nightmare because we lived in a two-story house, and I lived in the farthest room Mm -hmm. in the hallway. So I had to go, and my parents didn't sleep in the same room because they both snored, Mm -hmm. so they had their own rooms. So my mom's room was immediately to my outside of my door, and my dad was, like, the, the last door. It was, like... Game of death Like you had to go Sneaking past All the big bo- the big bosses To get out And escape To the next level On a video game You know what I'm saying It was like that You know what I'm saying So it was fucked up It was fucked up Man Seriously. I would come out And there were light sleepers too So You know I would come out at WD-40 All the door hinges And shit To make sure there would be No fucking ee- you know, when you coming out and, and, and get fucked up on the spot, like, where are you going? Like, you know, because I mean, if I came out and made that noise and I was in my PJs or my boxers or something like that, yeah. they'd be like, oh, he's just probably using the bathroom, or getting a snack. But if you come out, and you're fully clothed. <laughs> there's no plane and it's dead yeah. of winter and it's fucking 11 at night. You know, there's no plane that shit off on a school night. Like, mm-hmm. what the fuck are you doing? Like, you know, you don't got a dog. You ain't walking no dog. Where the fuck are you, where are you going? You know, because there wasn't really any Seven Elevens back then either. That shit didn't even really exist and shit back then. So you, you know, stores closed at like you know regular normal hours. There were no twenty four hour shits back then. You'd be eleven o'clock. You dressed up. You got sneakers on and everything. What's that bag there for? Yeah. You know, getting fucked up. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, I'd have to have, have all my shit lined up and that like literally, i have to. I knew where every spot on the hallway floor where it creeps. So I knew where to step. How many paces I had? I had to count every pace. To the fucking damn staircase, and I knew which steps also creaked too, all the way down. I would use my hands and I like, use the handrail and the ledge, and literally like lift myself up stair, like yeah. a, like a, like like that. So I would yeah I would skip like five stairs, and then I would lower myself slowly enough that that shit wouldn't creak, and then I would go out the house. And then you know my parents had this weird system with because I don't know the house was built in a weird way with a back door also had like a, it was like a little a little a little mini room it was like a bathroom door and a door to go into the basement my parents put those doors in a puzzle like way that if one door opened up particularly the one from the yard going out the house it would bang into the other door and the other door and it would mm-hmm. make a fucking ruckus mm-hmm. so i had to i i had to literally go out and then i'd have to Stick my skinny little arm, you know, my little chicken arm, you know what I'm saying, through the Thor and pull them so that they would look like they were not disturbed and go out. And then I would go out bombing this shit or, you know, whatever, do my shit until about, I ran out of paint. And then when I came back in, I had to do the same thing. I had to go through the screen door, hold it open, prop it up with my leg because the little pump on the fucking screen door, if it wasn't, you know, set up right, it would slam. Mm. And that would wake my whole family up and that would be an a- automatic ass whooping right there in the spot. You know what I'm saying? So I had to prop that shit up my leg. Then I'd have to shove my skinny little arm in there and push the other doors out of the way, get in, put them back in the same order. And then I'd have to do that fucking That journey back to my room and go up the stairs without, you know, it was like you've seen fucking Indiana Jones Temple, you know, fucking (laughs) whatever, the Raiders of the Lost Ark and shit when Homeboy was like checking every fucking little store, every every little tile on the floor. Like it was like that, literally trying to get back to my room. It was fucked up. Did they so, ever?
0: Uh, did they ever come to accept it?
1: Nah, they never accepted that shit. Fuck no, they were like. Psst. Asian kid, fucking, mm. all these other Asian kids are like doctors and dentists and lawyers and engineers and shit. And I'm over here writing on walls. Like these kids are going to fucking MIT and fucking Harvard and shit, Ivy League schools. And I'm all over here writing on walls with shitty grades. Like hell no. And then, you know, they're not, they're not. they would so never. What about your mom they,
2: being an oil painter though?
1: Yeah, she was a, yeah. uh, that, that was another thing. She fucking was like that. She hated graffiti. Like mm. it was like, you know, she, she uh, you know, taught classes. She sculpted, you know, she sold out galleries from like China to Hong Kong all the way to San Fran. She was, she was, you know, banking, you know, and then tried to teach me that when I was really young. And I was like, no, you know, I was like, I'm going to do this instead. You know what I'm saying? That was like a smack in the face. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, they never would have accepted that no matter what, you know.
0: How'd you start the, you said the, I was reading that you started the M- MCI crew? Most yeah, criminally and that- insane and you were into like psychology?
1: In 1987, I started that crew. Um, yeah, I was taking a class, um, what was it, abnormal psych or something like that. And then uh, there was a chapter in there that said "It said uh, something about criminally insane. And I was like, ooh, that's juicy, you know what I'm saying? So I was writing CI <laughs> at first. And then I was like, yeah, there's no such, no, no, I mean, it doesn't look good as a two-letter crew. So I threw the M in front of it. And there was a phone company at the time that had that. So I was like, all right, yeah, I'll, I'll use that as an acronym, Most Criminally Insane. Um, ironically, you know, fucking years down the road, I ended up actually in a psych ward, you know what I'm saying? For fucking 15 months for violent fucking behavior and all kinds of other shit. But, um, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's, I started it in 1987 and, um, also Slayer had a a song called Criminally Insane. So, you know, it was, it was, it was perfect. You know what I'm saying? For me, you know.
0: You are listening to Living Proof Radio. A radio show and magazine supported by Art Primo, a graffiti shop like no other that has been proudly serving the community from New York to Seattle and beyond. Mops, ink, paint, sketchbooks, markers, and much, much more. Artprimo.com. The highest level. So you were painting with J.A. too, right? Yeah, yeah. You guys would be like the, when you'd go racking, you'd rack from the morning. You'd rack all day type, type of thing sometimes.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Had a, me and had him like were, one unit. Yeah, me and him uh, had a nice little system going on. We, we, um, I mean, I met him the first time in nineteen eighty seven, uh, at fifty seventh and shit like that. But we didn't become actually friends to like after like ninety two, ninety three, um, when I got down with Riss and we we started hanging out. We we clicked really well, you know. We we were, you know we went racking and everything, and you know he's like my brother. You know what I'm saying? So, you know. We would, uh, you know, I had a shitty ass little fucking hoop ride. It was a little beat ass Maximo and shit. And I would go pick them up in the city, and then we would we would fill up the tank because gas was like fucking eighty cents for like regular or something like that back in the day a gallon. So we, we would just uh, we'd fill that shit up, and we would go into Long Island uh, and hit every mom and pop spot, t- and then the main stores that we didn't hit that were not mom and pops were like TSS and. Um, Woolworths and uh, fuck, I don't even remember. Like I know for sure. TSS was definitely one of my favorite acts. Woolworths was definitely one of my other favorite acts. And then everything else was a mom and pop. But we went in there, we were dressed up. I would have a navy pea coat. He would have like a little leather aviator, so we just like you know it was clean cut. This is before all the tattoos and all the you know fucking wild ass haircuts and fucking dyeing our hair. Well, I Jay didn't do that shit, I did. But I mean, you know, I would you know I was a clean cut dude. You know what I'm saying? So going there and you know we were like super young and we'd go in there and just gas each other up and just start racking like nobody's business. But we really racked everything it wasn't just paint we really stole everything that wasn't bolted down and shit or fucking behind cages locked up or had cameras on it and fucking all that dumb shit like we literally like racked our food we racking cordless telephones demo telephones at the whiz fucking racking tapes cassettes because i had a little key that took the little Uh plastic fucking thing off the you never got back
0: during that time period of racking
1: not with J.A., no. But I did get busted racking a few times.
0: Isn't yet. that crazy? You could just rack like that and not get back.
2: You, you talk about that. you would move on so much on point with him that you guys never really had any incidences. Nah, me and J.A. never had, and knock a wood, it never happens. But, you know, we, we never had, I
1: mean, we got close, but we never had, no, no, never. You know what I'm saying? Racking? not even fucking remotely detected i mean literally we would we would go in there we have our play it all fucking game plan going our our skit and all that dumb shit when we went in there and, and our, our little baby faces when we went in there we just <laughs> you know just went ham like he would look out for me but like yo my turn all right cool and we would just rack i would have a windbreaker on tied up at the bottom then my pea coat and then that would be unbuttoned and then i would just start stuffing cans double stacked on my back and it would look like fucking hunchback of Notre Dame shit you know what I'm saying walking out of there and he would look like fucking you know Quasimodo and shit because he'd have so many cans shoved in his shit it was just ridiculous but I would block him and he would or he would block me when we were racking. because this was before like you know the crazy CCTV shit You know, we would go in there and we would and you know these mom and pop stores they were like totally unsuspecting you know what I'm saying because you know it was in the middle of nowhere and we'd go in there and just start banging that shit in and we, we would go in there like two three times and then In one shot, sometimes and come out of there with like 30 30 cans together. Sometimes we go to TSS or one of these other big department stores, go into the sports section, grab their duffel bag, go over to the paint section, shove all that shit in there, and then start grabbing tools and fucking shit like that. If someone comes over, we'd be like, where, you know, we didn't even throw the jacket on or, you know, grab, you know, bats and shit or whatever and just walk out like with it in our hands like two duffel bags or whatever we were we were nuts man um but as far as like bombing went with him you know we had we were bombing stations like you know the tile ones because most of the, the stations that were bombed were were the elevated ones because those rocked you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. back in the teams dudes would cop tags on each corrugated part of the thing and fill-ins and all across the signs and all the beams and the poles and shit like that it they would get fucked up you know but no one really touched the tiles because everyone was like oh you know those a clean they stay clean they buffed them and they, it was a known buff but me and Jay didn't give a shit we went in there and we would we would go like four or five times uh, four or five stations a night and we would just go in there end to end the shit you know what I'm saying it would just act a fool you know um,
0: but then in the, in the 90s you ended up quitting graph right for a minute yeah because I ended up uh, I ended up joining the service but no. before that, you so you quit just because you were joining the service?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I had to, you know. Other than that, um, you know, yeah. Pretty and I know much you, wa- you
0: wanted to join the service ever since you were in high school, but you weren't able to after high school, correct? Yeah, because my dumbass
1: got arrested, man.
0: <laughs> like literally,
1: right before I was supposed to go, I was like, a gra- I was a senior, graduated, had to go to summer school, fucking, you know, I was already you know in the delayed entry program was ready you know do all that shit and then you know um because i had to go make up summer school i didn't go right as soon as i graduated they were like all right we're gonna push it a little over to the to the right you know what i'm saying i was like all right cool and after i graduated i was like you know i'm gonna rest spend the rest of my summer here and do whatever but then i was hanging out with this jerk off who i will not name but this idiot man freaking he sucked at life and sucked at racking. we were breaking into cars because back in the day you used to have that benzy box where you guys you know when you remove the radios we were taking those and taking whatever radars and things that were valuables in people's cars parked and you know parked in commuter railroad stations we were doing that um we got rolled you know what i'm saying and we got busted and then i ended up on probation so because of me being on probation i couldn't join you know what i'm saying yeah. so it was a three-year thing so I had to wait three years, but like an idiot, you think that I'd chill out right then and there. You know, I got arrested a couple more times while I was on probation. Um, so it went from three years, and they added more time to it, and it ended up being five. You know what I'm saying? So I would have went in 1989. Uh, instead, I had to fuck away five years, so it ended in 94. And then I joined in 95. You know what I'm saying? But, uh,
0: but what made you want to start, even in high school, knowing you wanted to, to go in? What made you want to go to the military? I, I didn't want to at
1: first. I, I was—it wasn't something I thought of. You know, I mean, I seen I seen cats running around in uniform, motherfucker. Like, that shit's sharp. But I wasn't really thinking about it at that time. Okay. At the time when I was younger, I had a job as a fucking dishwasher, and I worked in a fucking restaurant. And the chef was fucking getting paid cash yeah. on the table, and then he would. You know he would roll with a knot in his pocket. I was like, "Oh word!" It's like yeah. that motherfucker's getting paid like that. I was like, "Oh shit!" I want to That's what I want to do. Yeah. That's dope. You know. So I wanted to be a chef. You know what I'm saying? And um I wanted to go to the Culinary Institute of America. But at the time, that shit was like, yeah, fucking yeah, man, hell yeah, it's still mad expensive. Yeah. It's fucking like the fucking Ivy League of fucking culinary art schools. You know what I'm saying? It's like the West Point and shit of fucking, (laughs) you know, chef schools and shit, man. You got to have, like, references, a little bit of hands-on experience, and Mm -hmm. you got to write a a fucking story, you know, basically to to get accepted, like, and, you know, whatever. So I was trying to do all that, but I didn't didn't get anywhere that was worth talking about. And I figured, you know what? My dad was like, you know what? If you really want to do that, go join the military and go in there and be Mm -hmm. a, a cook, and then when you come out you'll have some hands on and you know, you could go to the school and have some money to pay for the school. I was like, word, all right, do cool, I'll do that. And um, that didn't work out because I got like I said, got busted and mm-hmm. that whole dream went up in smoke, like Chi Chi Chung and shit, you know what I'm saying? Like with the quickness, you know what I'm saying? It was, it was
2: done. You know, what I was mm-hmm. like so I didn't end up doing that. Yeah, but being in the military, like, I can only imagine. You said you've been to over, like, two dozen different countries, like, like living being from New York, seeing the way people were over here. Like you said, like, kind of like deadbeats, but, like, traveling and seeing different cultures. Like, what did that mi- open your mind to? Like, um, I mean, it was kind
1: of – it was cool because, like, you know, like, growing up in New York, you know, this is, like, pretty much the melting pot over here. Yeah. You know, I've been to a lot, of, a lot of other major cities in the U.S., and it's not nearly as diverse. Yeah. As New York City, you know, what I'm saying we definitely have like a little of everything out here, and you know, New Yorkers, you know, love New York. I'm saying you know, you get along, and you know, graffiti also kind of yeah. is a common bond. You get to see all different people from different walks of life and yeah. see how they live, and you know, whatever. So, I mean, it opened me up. So when I joined the military, you know, it, it was another thing that opened me up to even further stuff because yeah. you know, New Yorkers are kind of a little harsh to out of towners. And you know, we'd be like, "Oh shit, you Long Island? Psst, you ain't shit, you know? <laughs> you, oh, oh shit, you from Jersey? You definitely ain't shit. Oh, you dip from the other side of the fucking coast? Psst, trash, you know?" What I'm saying <laughs> that's how we would be back in the day, but uh, you know, now it's a little bit different. You know, when you join the military, you know, you, you meet people from different walks of life. Yeah. You get to see how they live and all this other stuff. That kind of make, really opens up your mind. But going overseas, being from New York and being exposed to all different fucking types of ethnicities and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, allowed me to to interact with other people break bread with them uh and 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 socialize and and build with them and you know train with them and stuff like that it was it was easy you know what i'm saying but it was cool to see firsthand other people's cultures you know see their you know learn about their history uh break bread with them like i said um you know learn learn a little bit about their culture firsthand and see you know how they live and operate and you know, their day-to-day things, it was really cool. And it was even more of a treat whenever I got to go to another country and train with their military and stuff like that. Um, you make a lot of good friends and, you know, you learn about some of the things and stuff. And it was pretty cool. What, what, country, would, um,
0: yeah. what would the military training be like? What does that entail? Um,
1: it, it, it depended, you know. Sometimes it would just be like, you know, it, you know if it was a, another coalition force, you know, like an ally and stuff like that, we would train so that this way when we went into an operation or combat or whatever it is, you know, you know, we would be able to function yeah. and yeah. operate together because you know, you, you got to practice before you mm-hmm. go into the thing. It's kind of like doing sketches before yeah. you go out and do your piece. You know, what I'm saying, you know, you have your shit together yeah. when you show up. You know, this way you don't look like a toy next to the other guy, like, hey man, yo, we're gonna do a Hall of Fame, mm-hmm. blah, blah, yo, you down? Yeah, save me a spot on the wall. <laughs> you show up, you ain't got no outline, you ain't got your caps, you ain't prepared, and these dudes are rocking and rolling and looking all sharp on the wall. And here you are fucking looking like dog shit your shit's crooked you know shit's lopsided you fucking side busting your man on the right you know fucking you know whatever it just it doesn't look good you know what i'm saying you train you know like and this way you're ready when shit does go down it runs smoothly you know what i'm saying it's, everything is seamless it's everything's run, running efficiently you know what i'm saying it's perfect you know what i'm saying so that was cool
2: but like there wouldn't be a language barrier for example if you were to go to a different country like in terms of training and like being on the same page Sometimes there would be a little
1: bit of, of hiccups from that, but you know, they would have linguists, you oh, know, translators yeah. there to be like, hey, you know this is what he said, yeah. you know, and you hope the guy, this dude, isn't like, yo, he said your mom would eat dog shit, you know yeah. what I'm saying, and get your ass kicked, but, you know. Nah, they wouldn't do that though, but I mean, it would be, uh, it'd be translated for the most part, but uh, some of the stuff is like, you know, it's like hands on training, you know, like you don't really have to speak English, to know, like, yo, hey, this is downrange, you're going to shoot that direction, yeah. you know what I'm saying, like, you know, you know, the, you know, hand and arm signals or whatever it is, you tell them, like, yo, hey, chill out, you know, that's, they'll stop, yeah. they'll stop, you know what I'm saying, so it's not, like, too, too difficult. How is the
0: regimental life there, like, when you're in the military, how's your room, is it, like, a car, like, all I know is from the movies that I've seen that you wake up at four in the morning. That's, like, how that's is definitely it? movie shit. You know what I'm saying? No, it didn't look like
1: that. It was like a fucking dorm almost, like a, a barracks room. was like a you know, bunk bed in there, and then you know you got closets and stuff like that, sink and bathroom in there and everything. And Bunk know, beds. Yeah, or you know, they could be set up as bunk beds to save space in the room, or you can break it down and it would be two identical beds, one on each side of the room. You know?
0: But you're always sharing a room with somebody for the most part. Um,
1: when you're a lower rank, yeah, you do. But when you, you, know, when you pick up rank or you've been in a, a, for a little while, you know, or if there's space available, you might have your own room. You and know? You were in it for 20 years and changed Yeah, but I didn't live in the barracks the whole time. Now fuck that. You <laughs> know what I'm saying? Uh, I mean, I lived in the barracks maybe for you know the first four or five years yeah. until you know you know I moved out and picked up a certain rank and they allowed me to
2: move out then. You know whatever then it was it was different you mostly lived in a, like america or you lived in other countries for a while
1: um i did most of my duty stations in, in america but there was a couple that i did overseas like japan and korea See? and shit like that or if i was deployed um i'd be on ship mm-hmm. living in the birthing area with fucking like 20 other stank ass mm-hmm. motherfuckers you know what i'm saying and or you know, out in the field, or you know, or just you know, whatever. You yeah. know,
2: so. while you were in, were you still like sketching and drawing, like thinking about graphing, away? Nah, hell no. The nah.
1: first, uh, the first uh, twelve, twelve years. Let's see, ninety-five to two thousand. First eleven years, I didn't do shit. I didn't even talk about it. It was like something that I just totally let go completely. Um, you know, I would come home and dudes would be like, "Yo, you down to do some dogs? I was like, "Fuck no, Are you fucking stupid or what?" You know what I'm saying? Like, I think one time I di- I mean, I did fill out some stickers and I still have them actually from like 98 I did a couple of them and I threw them in a fucking desk and forgot all about them until I recently came across some shits so I was like oh shit um, and then in 1999 I did come home I did run into Sento um, and uh, he was like yo you down to, down to rock and I was like bro fuck out of here you know what i'm saying he was just like come on man he's like let's rock and shit and i was like yo we got i got a tone for australia out here i was like what the fuck is that supposed to mean?" like I'm just because he's out here i was like you know i mean he was cool shit cool shit you know what i'm saying but i was like <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't give a fuck i was like i don't care I, was, I don't care who's out here i was like i'm i am not fucking gonna put myself yeah. on on fucking front street like that because i was home on leave before i went got stationed overseas he wanted me to do something Mm. he he somehow fucking convinced me to do the outside of his apartment there was a a roll down gate and i did a throw up on on that gate and it actually came out all right and i was like "Ooh, all right you know what i was like you know what all right all all, right what what, what you got in mind what do you want to do you know what i'm saying he was like let's go hit these freights and so me Sento and the tome and did these uh did these this hopper and shit man and Yo, I mean, it was crazy, you know I I, I think um, I can't remember what order it was I think it was me, Sento, and then Atome Or something like that It's the one that came out in this book It's the only fucking one that we, all three of us are on And we ended up doing that shit And, you know, after we were done We started doing throw-ups and stuff like that And I swear to God, like someone was like cops or something like that i don't know what the fuck Someone said something or someone came in there and got spooked and me and sento fucking started running this shit we hit under a fucking freight i don't know where the fucking tone went he i never saw him again you know what i'm saying all i know was we were hiding under the freight for like an hour and some change because dudes were in there looking for us and i was like yo never again if i it was one of those oh shit moments where i was like yo dude if i could get out of this shit and not get busted, I'll never write again. One of those fucking things. Cause I was like, yo, this is gonna fuck my career up and I didn't know what was gonna happen if I did get caught. Especially in them days when they were still kinda getting hands on motherfuckers too. You know what I'm saying? I was like, shit, man, if I get busted out here in New York and some dude gotta come and get my ass. You know what I'm saying? I was like, this shit ain't gonna be a good day, you know what I'm saying? I'm gonna get my fucking ass kicked. They're gonna throw me in the fucking brig. My career's gonna be over, I'm gonna be fucked. And my parents gonna be pit yo, know, it's just like I was like, Oh my god, you know? I was like,
0: nah. So when, you, so when you went over to the military, I don't, I don't know how it is. I don't know how it works. Do you yeah. just not see your friends who are not in the military for, for a minute? Do you not yeah, see, no, your, no, you don't see your family? Like, how does that work?
1: I mean, you, I mean, to me, it was, like, more or less like a 9-to-5 job. I mean, it depends on what kind of job you have. Like, if you're a shift worker, you know, you might have, like, some weird schedule where you, like, to work two days on, two days off and whatever or something like that. But most of the jobs were, like, Monday through Friday. Yeah. And, uh, you know, from, like, 6 or 7 o'clock in the morning till about, you know, 4 or 5. It's like a regular 9 to 5. It depends where you're stationed, too. Like, if you're close to home or not. Like Yeah, it depends. I mean, you know, I mean, Marine Base is the closest one. was, like, freaking Quantico. You know what I'm saying? And after that, you get, like, you know, recruiting stations or, like, little detachments scattered around. You know what I'm saying? You might, you know, I think the closest one, the only one in New York that's close to my house would have been in Garden City. Mm-hmm. But you got to be, like, a specific job. Yeah. To get a spot like that, and it's like slim pickets. Like, the chance of getting that is like almost nil. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But I'm glad I didn't get that. You know, I was stationed in North Carolina, and that was like a good 15 hour ride. So, I was close enough to come home when I had the holidays to do it, but not close enough to come home every weekend and act like an idiot. Because I'm pretty sure if I was clo- any closer than that, I probably would have fucking shot myself in the foot and got kicked out a long time ago. You know what I'm saying? So glad it was far enough that, you know, I was able to come home and still, you know, over the next four years, I was coming home on major holidays and I would see my friends, a few of them, and I'd be like, this motherfucker's still doing the same damn thing he was doing when I left, I was like, Nah, you know what? I'm not coming home for this. They were like, Yo, when you're getting out, I'm like, I'm not, cause you fucking up. I ain't trying to be like y'all fucking waking up at two, bumming cigarettes. Fuck wrong with you? You know what I'm saying? I was like, I'm not <laughs> trying to do that. And I'm like, No. I was like, You know what? I'm gonna fucking, I'm gonna stay here for a little bit. I like this this lifestyle. I like this structure. I like the, you know the 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 challenges and the you know all the experience that I'm getting from doing what I do. You know what I'm saying.
0: So it didn't bother you that you were uh, in a place where all your other, where your friends weren't at, where your family. Oh uh, yeah, was I was at. glad.
1: I was like, you know what, we can stay pen pals, and you, I'll call you from when I get a phone card. But other than that, y'all can lick my balls. I ain't
0: chum over this. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Y'all crazy. You know what I'm saying? They fuck that. You know. But um, because sometimes I envision the military thing almost like. Like a low scale, you're moving to the mountains to just live in a monastery. Like nah. you shave your head, you're wearing this uniform, the same thing every day. You don't think about what you're wearing. You're not with your friends. Nah, no that's your like some crazy mash
1: movie, yeah, full yeah, metal yeah, yeah. jacket
0: yeah. shit. Like it's not even like that. Nah,
1: nah, nah. It's not even real close to being like that. It's 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 a good time, man. It's chill. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It was like the best thing I ever did, and I would. St- I, I'm in good shape now. I would if I would if I could. I would still serve now. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? No questions asked. You know what I'm saying? Like. You know, I loved it. You know what I'm saying? I will always love it. You know what I'm saying? And that's that, you know? Um, but yeah, it was it was crazy. I was like, I was able to come home and, and see dudes doing the same shit. I was like, nah. Yeah. And um, that that ultimately, I mean, honestly, like, um, I mean, I always put out from the military, even though, you know, they, I you know, had a little fucking shitty parting on, on the end. I mean, I always put out, you know what I'm saying? Because I always felt like, you know, I, I owed, owed it to them because it, it, it saved my life. Because yeah. had I not been able to join, you know what I'm saying? I mean, who knows what the fuck would have yeah. happened. I would have definitely ended up, ended up in jail for sure. You know, probably put my parents in the grave way earlier than their time. You know what I'm saying? And, and all kinds of shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, so I feel like it saved my life. And, you know, I'll, I'll always do right by that. You know what I'm saying? And whatever, you know? I mean, I still still write and do all kinds of crazy shit. But, yeah. but uh, you know, but, you know, I mean, when it comes time to doing stuff with that, you know, I'll always give 100% and, and then some. No question asked.
0: What exactly were you doing when you were in the military?
1: Ooh, I don't really want to talk about the job I had, man. But <laughs> No, that's fine. But, uh, but uh, you know, I did like a lot of, uh, you know, anti terrorist shit, you know what I'm saying? And, and freaking, you know, whatever uh, field stuff, you know, instructors'
0: positions, and, you know, a lot of supervising. So, I know you were talking about when 9 11 went down in New York, you felt like they, they bombed, they attacked your city, so you went out.
1: Yeah, I had already re enlisted before that. But I was coming close to ending my second... That was my second enlistment at that time. Because let's see, I mean, yeah. The first time I re-enlisted was like 98. And then... um, That would have taken me from 98 to... Yeah, 2012. So I was close. Uh, That happened 9-11 in 2000. I mean, mean, I'm sorry. I mean... uh, 2002. I'm sorry. Yeah, 2002. Mm -hmm. I fucked that up. But uh, yeah. So I would have been close to getting out of there. But uh, it happened 9-11, 2001. You know september you know what i'm saying yeah when i saw that i was actually late for work that day like <laughs> and i pulled up my, my fucking my lieutenant was like yo hey did you see that they fucking just you know you know blew up the fucking yeah. world trade again i'm i'm thinking it's the same tactic that he used before the the the, the bomb
0: mm-hmm. you know
1: not 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 how they did it this time with the planes and shit yeah. and i was like oh shit you know so Um, I was like, yo, I'm going to go to the gym right now. And I went to the gym, you know, I was playing it off. Like, you know, Mm. I was a straight-ass late. You know what I'm saying? I was like, yeah, I was on my way to the gym. So (laughs) I went in there, and I ran into my staff on in there. We were, were like, watching shit on television. Yeah, yeah. But it was so surreal, like watching it because there was no sound. It was someone filming from a distance, Mm -hmm. so it wasn't. They would zoom in. You would you would see one tower in front of the other, Mm -hmm. and you couldn't. And so much smoke coming out of it, you know, you really couldn't tell what the fuck was going on. There was no sound. It wasn't until like I seen like other footage from different you know perspectives and different people filming, where people were screaming and running around, covered in soot, and there was body parts and fucking things all over the place and parts of food Slodge and everything out there that you were like oh shit yo what the fuck just happened here and then i saw the other tower crumble yeah on television you know and it just fucked me up you know so yeah i, st- I stuck around because um you know um yeah you know you don't you don't you don't go and train and and and, and something like that happens you know and not and not um you know fucking stick around and, and, and do something about it. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it chokes me up even thinking about the damages I see, you know? But, um... Yeah, I
0: stuck around for that, you know? And, um... Yeah. So then, when did you get out of the military?
1: Uh, recently. A couple years ago, you know? I retired and shit, man. I got out. Um...
0: And then you started just painting again when you got back?
1: Actually, no. I started painting, um... You know, so after the Central thing, I was like, yeah, I'll never write again, you know. <laughs> and then um, that was uh, that was uh, 1999. I was like, shit, I ain't, I ain't never fucking doing that again, you know. After hiding under that freight for a couple hours, I was like, fuck that. And then um, I ran into, um, I, th- I think in 2015, I think I, I, went, I went, I was uh, out in L.A., you know, Jay had invited me a couple times to go paint. He was, he was, he was the one doing all the paint. And I was like, I'll be your lookout, but I ain't writing on shit. And then I say, in 2015, I think I was with Frame and Ghost had come out there to visit. And we drove down on the L.A. River. This is when the L.A. River was fucking completely grilled. The, the shit was cooked. Yeah. It, was, it was fucking destroyed. Like every square inch of that motherfucker. I, mean, I was like, holy shit. You know? Uh, we did these pieces. I did some really toy-ass shit, and I ended up going over myself like I always do. And I was like, nah, you know, fuck this. I'm really done, man. Yeah, my, my shit is just fucking hurt, man. I was like, I'm too out of this shit, too far removed. I was like, I ain't doing this shit no more. Um, and then I didn't write for another year. 2016 came around. Uh, I ran into Stain, CWB, TMR. And, you know, I grew up with him, you know. And, um... And this kid, Sphere, um, you know, freaking um, TMT and shit. And they were like, yo, what you up to right now? They called me on the phone. I was like, nothing, man. I'm just chilling. They were like, yo, man, we're about to go down to San Diego. Because they live in L.A. We're about to go down to San Diego. We're about to hit this legal wall. Excuse me? Legal wall? What What? What? would you just say? <laughs> I, I don't even know what that is. What is, what is that? I don't explain. You know, they were like, yo, it's a some spot. We're going to paint and do our shit. I was like, all right, cool. I mean, we'll have fun, you know, because I ain't going. They were like, come on, man, don't be bitch, you know what I'm saying? Like, yo, fuck all that, I ain't ain't into that, you know what I'm saying? My old lady heard that, and she was like, yo, get this motherfucker out of the house, he don't do shit, you know what I'm saying? Yo, take this motherfucker, I'm sick of seeing this guy in the house, like, oh, shit, word. So they came and picked me up, and went down there, I fucking, like, freestyled this piece onto, like, these wood panels, like, they built out there in the middle of fucking some dirt lot. It was like a half ass skate park, but, like, a place where they had built like walls, like you know, like four or five fucking rows of walls. And um, there was some nice pieces down there too. And they, they had gotten a spot down there and I was like, word. So I ended up, um, you know, doing a piece and it came out pretty decent for a guy who never fucking painted for, for like 11, 12 years almost. And uh, next thing you know, uh, my boy Stain had taken a picture and sent it down to saster streets of saying things ran by stern and 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 uh my boy Sast and um they posted it and dudes were writing shit like oh shit yo it's good to see my man is back that's a nice piece that shit came out fly blah 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 oh shit highway dude's back and shit word hell yeah hope this dude keeps on doing more shit and could see if he makes a comeback and i was like oh shit wow people remembered who i was and i was actually surprised and you know, it kind of got me all hyped up, and then I started going out and trying to send, submit more photos to this shit, you know? Because I didn't <laughs> know graffiti had gone online and shit. I was like, what yeah, the yeah. fuck is that? I don't even know anything about that. This is before social media and all this yeah. Instagram and Facebook and all that. It was just, you know, a couple of sites here and there. Yeah. So I threw a couple of photos down their way, and, you know, I was like just trying to see what people were, had to say yeah. about it. And, you know, slowly, surely, you know, that's that just got me back to being hooked on you know vandalism and shit you know but i mean i didn't do it full time i only did it like you know mainly like cardi spots legal spots or when i traveled out of the area where i lived because i didn't want to do it nowhere like you know like when i first started you know yes. anywhere near where i lived you i know, say so i didn't want to do that shit so i was like whenever i went out of town or something like that i would do the shit illegally mm-hmm. and not where i lived and um you know and I, I would just be like, hey, is the juice worth the squeeze? Because I couldn't afford to get caught up while I was in the service. You know what I'm saying? I would only do it if it was like a sure shot way of not getting fucking yoked up, yeah. you know? Um, and that's how I did it, you know? But it was off and on. I mean, if I had a, a slow-paced, you know, job or things are slow, mm. I would go.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, I met all the writers and they would take me to spots that were kind of chill, you know what I'm saying? And I would do stuff with them. And then, you know, sometimes I would have jobs that were like, it was like working on a fucking plantation. It would be like fucking 70 hours to 80 hours a week, you know what I'm saying, six days a week or, or, and more. And I, I, during that time period, I didn't write at all because there would be no time. I wouldn't even be able to write on a napkin if I wanted to, you know what I'm saying? It was that, That's how busy I would be. So, you know, it was like off and on thing. And then between that and deployments, you know, I didn't really, you know, try to do it there. Either, I mean, I did a piece in Iraq, and I did a couple, quite a few throw ups in Afghanistan and shit like that. But I didn't do it anywhere else, though. Yeah. You know, I did it over there because I knew nobody would give a fuck. they like, fuck this country, you know, whatever. Yeah. Was just,
0: you know, I didn't, I knew nobody would care. Yeah. So, what's the new kind of art you're doing now?
1: Uh, it's it's like like my fucking glyphs and my uh, my you know cubist stuff. You know, it's um you, know, you you can find it on Instagram at, at Seven line Art Studio with the number seven in front, you know, um, it's, it was inspired basically from all my travels in the military, yeah. you know, seeing those different countries and, and seeing like, you know, their, their artwork and their, their language and their, you know, their hand, their penmanship, their calligraphy, their, their style of art, their yeah. architecture, um, you know, the masks, their, mm-hmm. their facial structures and things like that. I incorporated it all yeah. into my work and, uh, montaged it and juxtaposed it so that it would, come it would be what it is now you know
2: yeah i see that uh, now you're trying to make like, like you said like all the pa- like the cultures the civilizations all you yeah. all unified because you talked about in i think the vandal hour how nowadays we're so divided it's very important to have that energy out there to, yeah. of, of being unified you know yeah so especially everything going on right now like people are very divided you know
1: yeah it's crazy man yeah. it's crazy how uh, one person's actions can change the world but hopefully that that you know that the people that suffered or or lost their lives, you know what I'm saying, you know, they're not forgotten and hopefully that, you know, good change will come out of that, you know what I'm saying, yeah. you know, um, and that they, they didn't die in vain, you know what I'm saying, so hopefully those things will, you know, good thing, you know, I, mean, I know we went ass backwards yeah. for a minute, but hopefully, you know, we, we can move forward from that, you know yeah. what I'm saying, and learn from learn from our mistakes,
2: you know. Yeah, this could be like, you know, because people are so used to their routines, so used to being this like Repetitive society, you know. So like this, this whole like, out of that, you know, the stop to all that, it should like rewind people's batteries and like come into it with like a more different perspective on this world, you know. Yeah. Because like it, ma- it should make people open up their eyes and see like what's really important in life, you know, which is health, which is family unity, you know. It's yeah, not all yeah. about fucking waking up every day and going to work and satisfying someone that doesn't care about you, you know.
1: No, I man. Sometimes, sometimes you know, people are starting to lose a little bit of their values, man. Along the way, man. You know, I mean. We live in a time Like you know Everybody's like Faces in their phones And shit They worry about me 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 And all this other shit They're not Thinking about the next guy Or other people's feelings And shit like you know Or you know They're not thinking about PC or whatever But then you know I don't know Sometimes I think You know I don't know I mean I'm not sure If it's I don't know. I'm not even sure what is the blame for all that. I don't know if it's shitty parenting. I don't know if it's the, it's the individual who just sucks at life and shit. Yeah. Is it? Is it? The, is it social media? Is it? It's like a mixture, of, uh, a combination. Yeah, yeah, it could be a, be a, a combination mixture, of things. Yeah. I don't, I'm not sure. Yeah, I mean, things are a lot different than it was when I was growing up, but and it's expected. But like you know, but damn, like some of this shit is like what the fuck are you customs and courtesies in your manners and shit do you even have parents or shit man what the fuck you're Mm -hmm. a fucking tool bag you know what i'm saying not even you're like a fucking tool shed you're just straight jackass what the fuck is wrong with you you know what i'm saying like that's i don't know i mean hopefully hopefully there's so
0: much media in our faces there's media on our phones the moment we step out the door on front of the buses inside the buses inside the train on the tv on commercial on youtube it's like so many things popping into your head. It's like, even if you have really good parents, it's, it's hard because you get influenced by a million crazy. things. Oh, yeah, yeah man. Yeah.
1: I see dudes walking... I mean, walking over here. I seen dudes crossing the street. They ain't even looking to see oh, if traffic's my. coming. They're like... I'm like, what the fuck? Look up, dickweed. You know what I'm saying? What the fuck are you doing? You know what I'm saying? Like, that shit is ridiculous, man. I don't know. Yeah, it's crazy, man. It's crazy. But yeah, I mean, that's where my inspiration comes for that artwork. And I also like challenges you know it's like i mean me bringing that artwork out it's like mm. starting all over again you know what i'm saying like i'm not only starting you know a whole new thing i'm still writing you know mm. don't get me wrong i didn't say you know fuck what graph yeah. and duels done and shit all that i mean i still do it you know but i just go back and forth whatever i'm in the mood for like one minute i'll be like all right i'm gonna go out there and wreck some shit and do some throwies and shit some straight letters or whatever and then you know sometimes i'll be like oh shit you know i'm gonna do some wheat paste i'm gonna do i'm gonna do some uh, you know some brush work or whatever and that's and cool out.
0: though I like that you're just doing your thing with your own flavor it's not like a yeah yeah
1: I mean it's, it's, it's whatever I'm feeling at the time you know
2: what culture do you think um, like in in your present state with your art like inspired you the most or what you're taking more out of right now like which
1: I, I think alright so like I mean I've always kind of been had had a thing with the mask thing you know I was like like kind of I, I, was, I got into it way back as a child man we were watching like Them Run Run Shaw Kung Fu flicks You know what I'm saying Um, You know uh, The Five Deadly Venoms You know what I'm saying That was like Probably my favorite Kung Fu flick all time You know what I'm saying That's outside the Bruce Lee thing Of course You Mm -hmm. know what I'm saying Like that shit was dope, you know what I'm saying? You had like your fucking centipede dude, your scorpion dude, your snake dude, you know, all these cats. Man, they had these ill Chinese opera masks, and they had the little character that who yeah. they were on the yeah. top of the forehead, and they, the colors on it. Shit was banging. They had the the ill Chinese shit on, and you know they was working weapons systems and stuff, and they just had all you know the secret identities. I was like, that shit is ill. Yeah. Um, that it started pretty much from that. I mean, just thinking about that, mm-hmm. and. And then I kind of like always like, you know, looking at masks. I always looked at the like, little Aztec masks and mm. shit and the African masks. Like that shit is wood cut. Mm. They got the ill colors on them. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They they're doing ceremonies with the shit, you know what I'm saying? They got primitive shit mm. with it. You know, I mean, I this shit is ill. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? If you ever look at African masks, this shit is cut out of wood like it's carved, hand carved. Yeah. You know, they're fucking coloring the shit in with berries and shit and mm. weird things that they are mashing up in bowls and coloring it that way. They ain't going to s- Blick and shit and be like, oh, let me get some of that <laughs> Blicktastic black, you know what I mean, and fucking put it on
0: the fucking mask. And- yeah, you, they make their pigments out of anything. Yeah, they're fucking doing
1: this shit out of clay and fucking berries and fucking chalks and stones yeah. and whatever the fuck they're doing it with, you know I mean, and they're making this shit like yeah. that. And I'm like, ooh, yeah. you know, and those colors are bright and they're yeah. banging and
0: vibrating. And the masks man. have meaning behind them. And they
1: do. Every yeah. little line, every little dot, every little fucking symbol on it is something. To them, you know what I'm saying. It's like, yo, this right, him here, right here, means I'm gonna cut your dick off. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> this one right here means, yo, I'm about to have a kid or whatever. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah, yeah, a lot yeah, of yeah, shit. Yeah. You know, I mean, and every culture has, you know, the same shit. They have their own masks for ceremonies, you know, and they have their own war paints or whatever. You know, just all kinds of stuff. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It's everything has a, a, a meaning and purpose in all their yeah. in their cultures, and it's sure fascinating. They, they make sure they, you know they make, make them, them
0: beautiful too. Yeah, even everything. if they're meant for war or something, they make them beautiful. Yeah. Like yeah. The samurai masks? Oh, forget those it. Are yeah, those shits insane, are hard, yo. man. Those, are so those hard. shits are hard,
1: man. Yeah, man. You know, and even like even like medieval shit, the, the fucking helmets yeah. and uh-huh. all that, yeah. the totem poles and like. It's almost sad joints. that that's it's not like a. crazy.
2: A common yeah, thing. Value valued
1: anymore. so yeah. much. Because those people. Well, now like- we're wearing masks, you know, to keep fucking <laughs> shit from going up your nostrils and sneezing on people and all yeah. that stuff. I find it
2: interesting, though, how like. You said uh, your mom used to oil paint and do all these different um, interesting, you know, drawings. And you, and you, as young, as you were younger, you would always be like, no, nah, I want to do graffiti. Like, I don't want to do that. But as you grew up, you're talking about all these different cultures and kind of transitioning towards that. Like I'm way. going back to that? Yeah, well, yeah. I'll
1: tell you what, man. main thing about that is, you know, my mom, like when she did all that, she literally gave all that up when she had me. Mm. And even when I was old enough to get back into like, you know, um, you know, um, what do you call it? She, she was able to get back into the art world because I was able to take care of myself and cook myself and, mm-hmm. you know, take myself back to mm-hmm. forth to school or do whatever I wanted without supervision. Yeah. She never went back wow. to it. She did it for a hobby, but she didn't go back in the gallery thing. She didn't care about any of that. Her primary focus was taking care of me, yeah. make sure I was good. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's like the ultimate sacrifice, man. You know what I'm saying? To, to give up something you yeah. are passionate and love. So I feel like, you know, you know, Illegally, my mom's living through me vicariously. You know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying she's doing throps with me. She's doing the the doors with me and, you know, and shit like that. You know, um, I mean she likes the 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 art that I do. I mean she still hates the graffiti, but I, sh- I don't show her like me doing throps yeah. and shit like that. Like yo, mom, check out the freight that I just did. You know what I'm saying? Like look at these look at these look at these end ends right here. Look, 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 look at these, man. Look at these stomps. You know what I'm saying? Look at that shit's <laughs> solid. I don't show her that shit. I will show yeah. her like. You know, a piece that I did with the colors on them, she'll be like, Oh, that's nice. That's so cool.
0: Yeah.
1: And she'll think, uh, she'll ask me if it's legal and shit. And I'll be like, Yeah, of course. What do mm-hmm. you think? You know, of course, it, it most likely isn't, but whatever. <laughs> um, and then the doors and the artwork, the brushwork, um, she doesn't really think anything other than that because it's brush. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So she do not think it's like yeah. dirty. Mm-hmm. You know, um, so whatever. she I, I mean, I do it because I feel like I, I i have to succeed in doing it for her, you know what I'm saying, to, you mm-hmm. know. But it's like I said, like, like, I like the, ch- like the challenge, you know what I'm saying. It's like yeah. starting all over again. Yeah. You know, whatever you do in the street doesn't always, you know, your street cred doesn't always translate yeah. into the gallery world or fine arts and stuff like that, you know. But I enjoy doing the shit in the yeah, streets. Exactly. I, I think it's cool, you know. That's but, the main thing,
2: man, as long you know? as you enjoy it. I mean, it, yeah.
1: I'm still, I mean, it's still mostly illegal I mean one once one or two doors here and there or a couple of things maybe permission someone might see me doing one down there and be like yo that's just nice do it over here too cause yeah. this shit's grilled up or I might actually get caught in the act and the dude be like yo what the fuck you doing oh that shit looks dope man yo you wanna finish that like yeah alright I got yeah. you you know saying shit like that yeah. I mean it's real seldom that I get someone that's like oh what the fuck I'm calling the cops or whatever yeah. And even then, I'll just throw a cup of fucking paint in their face and run. You know what I'm saying? So whatever, you know, (laughs) if I have to, whatever. But um, yeah, it's 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 pretty fucking cool. I love it, you know, and um, I enjoy doing what I do, you know. Yeah,
0: Yeah, thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, man, thanks for
1: having me out here, man. I really really appreciate appreciate
2: this talk. You know. Or, you got
0: um, any? You got any people you forgot to shout out? I'm about to end y'all, this. I, Yeah,
1: I was gonna say you know my boy Jess. You know what I'm saying? Freaking steel fist, velvet glove. You know what I'm saying? He's he's been around there rocking with me. My boy Heck, like I said. My boy Doe. You know what I'm saying? And um, you know all my boys in, in, in the risk crew and shit. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know my mom and pops. Freaking everybody that shows me love and supports. You know my graph and my arts. You know everybody that's helped me you know um, throughout the years and, and helped me you know help help me you know give, provide guidance and stuff like that mm-hmm. and, and and help me out with you know what I'm trying to do or give me suggestions or plug me in with something you know I thank them too you know what I'm saying and if I've missed anybody man I totally apologize yeah. man my my brains be all over the place <laughs> sometimes man you know it's doesn't help as you get older too so mm-hmm. you know whatever but uh you know everybody that's out there that's still rocking doing graphic keeping that torch lit man you know what i'm saying yo keep this shit going you know what i'm saying i respect all you guys you know what i'm saying keep doing your thing you know be safe out there and uh you know keep rocking man you know right. where can thank people you guys, find man. your stuff
0: huh where can people find your artwork and all that um what for sale or you mean like instagram yeah. you know, um, instagrams so and all Right your-
1: right now i'm trying to focused mostly on in the streets I, when I started off I was going to like obviously the areas like artsy areas but you know I'm I, as of late I've been branching out to areas where I know like the typical street artists won't go because yes. they shitty ass neighborhoods and you know there's you know it, you know I do those like under the L and, and some mm-hmm. gritty little hoods it's not much but I'm, I'm working on it you know, I'm trying to spread it out now I'm trying to go outside mm-hmm. the you know the the, the beaten path areas um, as far as like, you know, copping a piece, if you want, you know what I'm saying? You can hit me on the DM uh, at 7LineArtStudio or at D1NYC. Just specify what, what you're looking for and, uh, and I'll, I'll take care of you. You know what I'm saying? Um, I still have my store, d1nyc.com. You know, uh, I've been out here for a little bit, so I know I, I got some back orders, man. So, everybody who's listening to this, you know what I'm saying? Hey, know that I'm going to be back home soon. I'm going to process some orders. I'm going to throw a little extra in there for making y'all wait. I really apologize for that, man. You know, I'm, I'm not usually like that. I should have brought my things with me out here, but uh, I, I was taking care of personal issues. So, you know, I apologize for that. And uh, like I said, everybody that showed me love and support, you know, I thank you wholeheartedly, you know what I'm saying? And, and everybody that still keeps the graph spirit freaking alive, man. I love y'all, man, and keep keep it going, man. You know what I'm saying? Keep that shit going. You know what I'm saying? And thank you guys again. Thank you for coming on. Thank you so much, man.
0: Peace. Work.